0: and amazing hockey people out there in the hockey uh, universe this is jeff from what the Fuck brought to you by game on sports podcast for everyone well this is our conclusion for this portion of uh, hockey tea time chat where we're sitting here talking about the uh spring cup as it did end this past weekend but before dan and i get into that again uh mr dan brain is going to be joining us uh here today slash tonight to him but I want to give a loud shout out to a few of our sponsors. Um, first one's going to be uh, my boys over in uh, uh, Bracknell, England. Um, Mike and Paul at 4Check Clothing. Um, you can find them on Instagram at 4Check underscore clothing. You can also find them on Facebook at 4Check Clothing. And you can also find them at 4Check or www.forcheck co uk um they got some really great products out there um how i usually uh, like to refer to as hockey swagger off the ice um something uh, really comfortable to hang out at the uh hockey rink with or in some st- uh some places the barn um also they have some really great product coming out real soon some new stuff also make sure for you goalies to check out the uh glove that they have to protect the shot or it helps uh, with shock absorbing um on your glove hand or your catcher mitt hand, I should say. So make sure you check those guys out. The next one I want to give a shout out to is my boy, Eric out in California, at eFlow Nutrition. Um, you can find him and his great workout products such as pre-workout, post-workout, um, 100% whey, which is made. Some of those flavors are just off the hook, guys. Um, a lot of cereal flavors. Um which are really great, especially, uh, his brand new one, uh, the s'mores. So make sure you check them out at www.eflownutrition.com. You can also find them on social media. If you hit on the uh, search button, eflow nutrition, um, they're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the same name. Also, when you go to their website and go to check out after, uh, finding what you want for their products, make sure in the, uh, promo code you type in WTP Explanation Point 2021 gets you a really great discount um, on that. And then finally, we have uh, a good buddy of mine runs a T-shirt company out of the UK as well um, at Hockey Art Clothing Company. Um, If you are looking for that old school tattoo biker feeling, this company has what you want. What you're looking for so make sure you uh check them out um you can find them at www.hockeyartclothing.co.uk you can also find them on facebook at hockey art clothing and on instagram and twitter under the same name of hockey art co so without further ado let's uh let's bring dan in and we will get on top of what happened uh, this past weekend as well as handing out the cup. So, guys, as promised, uh, here's Dan. How you doing, mate?
1: Uh, pretty good, actually. Yeah, not too so bad. I mean, it's getting late here now, 8.30 <laughs> p.m. This thing with time zones. Uh, even though the clock's gone forward, it's now pitch black outside. which is uh, making me sleepy. Yeah, I, want to be, I want to be asleep at this point, but I'm not. I'm here. I... <laughs> I'm talking to you. Let's talk some hockey.
0: Yes. Um...
1: Yeah, in, on this podcast. So, yeah, so <laughs>
0: i know right real hockey <laughs> yeah. so last week we did acknowledge uh sheffield as in kind of winning the cup they did i mean they had the best right yeah now.
1: they were mathematically they were they had one hand on the cup mathematically i think they were pretty much there
0: yep well yeah. this week we can officially say congratulations to sheffield yep. um all your supporters and everything um job well done 12 0 and 0 um yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I know to those that are listening over here in America, that doesn't seem like a lot, but to do something like that in such a short span and a lot yeah. of those guys not playing that much or not that long together. Um yeah. just like every team. So yeah,
1: very much. I mean they hit they hit the ground running, um, they got on a roll and they stayed on a roll. So I mean yep. twelve from twelve, that's a one hundred percent record through the entire competition. Yeah, and they won everything in regulation, they didn't even go to overtime.
0: I thought they won uh, overtime with no, that's right. That's right.
1: Yeah, no, I mean they came close. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: They came very close on a couple of games. And it's kind it's kind of poetic actually, because I mean the first game they beat Swindon 5-4. And you know, it, it was very close and hard fought right to the end. Yeah. This last game where they finished the tournament, they also played Swindon and they beat them five four. It was really close. Yeah, you know, although Swindon's last goal was five minutes from the end they were still throwing pucks on net right until the last yeah. second so yeah it, it was a really good game to watch but we'll talk about that in a minute or two yeah
0: i mean i was fortunate enough to see some highlights from some of the games but yeah um again being over on my side of the pond it's it's hard to kind of like catch these games yeah so um so the first one uh, let's start off with uh, the midweek game uh, yes Chelford versus uh, Sheffield. I did get to see the clips on those. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I,
0: I remember last week uh, after the game, you shot me a message telling me that the game, it was the score was nowhere near what the actual game was portrayed to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a lot closer than it seems. I mean, basically, a Sheffield go 1 0 up with the first goal, Lim Kirk with his first goal from a five point total that night. Yeah. Um, assisted by Nathan Salem and um, Tim Smith. Tim Smith is a veteran Sheffield D-man. He's been there for a long time. But, I mean, as backs and forwards, I mean, you're looking at the shot count for the first period. um, Still dogs outshot the Tigers 13-8, but it didn't feel like that when I was watching the game. It felt a lot more even. Um, You know, Sheffield gave away three penalties in the first period. Tigers only gave away one. Tigers had three good power play opportunities, and they were putting some good shots on net. But and they the just, thing, I they mean, just you, turn it around.
0: And the funny part is, is like all of Telford's goals minus one were on. Um, two of them were Everyone's, shorthanded, and one of them was the yeah. power. So their special teams did do something. It was just
1: yeah, sporadic. yeah. I mean, the special teams they had. Further, I when mean, the penalty kill was good, uh, Jason Silverthorne found a good break for that first goal, yeah. And you know, as soon as he got clear, it was just he was away to the races, and you yeah, know, that tied it up. Um, Sheffield took their power play chance in second period. Uh, Ben Lake putting away a nice shot, um, he tied up Ben O'Connor and Jason Hewitt. So, I mean, that that was pretty much an elite line. Oh, yeah. I mean Those three guys will be playing together over the next few weeks, as far as I remember as well. So that wasn't too bad. But, I mean, it was 1-0 to Sheffield at the end of the first. It was 4 all at the end of the second. I mean, Telford <laughs> came back and put away four goals in in 20 minutes. Yeah. So there was I... definitely some fight in there for them as well. I mean, um, Stanislav Lashek got in with a goal in the second period.
0: Kind of, like, your Bruins, oh, uh, this past weekend, uh, almost losing to the worst team.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: the <laughs> wasn't the
1: favors last night either. <laughs> uh, I'm to take that one to penalties. I mean, really, yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm, it's two points, and that's two points more than we've been getting a lot recently. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take exactly. it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna be grateful for what I got. I'm, I'm kind of feeling, yeah, I'm beginning to understand what Leafs fans used to feel like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but Leafs still have a chance to screw it up. Uh, they haven't hit the playoffs yet.
1: No, no, this is true. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because if they're going against the fourth-place team, I think they could end up taking the ha- uh, getting the Habs. We're getting off point, Dan. This isn't uh, British hockey. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so back to <laughs> – it's easily done. <laughs> easily done. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, Stanley Leszek, Ben Lake picking up goals in the second period as well. Um, Liam Kirk for the second of the game again assisted by nathan salem so i mean without salem setting him up i don't think kirk's getting quite as many goals
0: no and and week Um, in and week out like i've said every podcast it seems like the same people for sheffield like it's just the same names other than other than it being the kirk show it's everybody's show but it's the same names over and over again so
1: yeah, it is the same names, but then again, you know, it's the same people playing, so you kind of get that. Yeah. I mean, that said, there are guys who played well and were offensive dangers all the way through without actually getting on the score sheet. Uh, Charlie Thompson's a good example. That one f- for Sheffield, Finley House for the Tigers yeah. as well. I mean, he didn't pick up any points, but he was a threat all the way through. Uh, Cole Shudra picked up a point, but he's another one that I would look to and say, you know, yeah, he was a threat. Yeah. And yeah. so... Yeah, I mean, Hewitt picked up three points for assists. Um, James Spur picked up a, an assist. Ben Morgan picking up an assist. Tim Smith picking up an assist. Salem oh. picking up two. Yeah, I'm, I think you can look at this and say, yes, it's a full-team effort. Yeah. It's not just a one-man army. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was one of those things. Come the third period... You know it's pretty even until a little over halfway through the third period, and at that point, um, John O'Phillips pops up with a goal, um, assisted by like uh, assisted by Ben O'Connor and uh, Lim Kirk. Kirk pops up with a shorthander, assisted by Hewitt and uh, Ben O'Connor, and then finally, Ben O'Connor assisted by Hewitt and <laughs> Hewitt Lim Kirk. But I mean. I mean, to be fair, that last one was a power play goal with 90 seconds left. It was a silly penalty for Telford to pick up. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a hooking call. Yeah. Um, I think it was Weaver that picked up the hooking call. And it was a case of trying to stop the breakout. So, in that respect, I mean, if they are going to try and get themselves back into it when they're only two goals down at that point, it's it's a risk. If it pays off, it's great. You know, you're putting yourself back in the game. If it doesn't like this, you end up with a three goal, yeah. a three goal thing at the end. So yeah, I'm not gonna fault the coach or the players for that oh, yeah. one. That was a that was a you've gotta do something. Yeah moment. I, and he did something. I mean, to be fair to me, he didn't just sit there and go, well, <laughs> Yeah, he you know, Weaver went, Well, I've got to do something. My, oh, look.
0: my biggest shock, though, is, like, how Telford kind of fell off. But the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last few games, how Telford just kind of, like, last week and then this week, this past week, and it's like they just yeah. I mean, they showed up, but they showed up.
1: Yeah, I mean, so. that did lead us to a really nice um, surprise result on Saturday. Yeah. Where the Raiders beat the T- Telford Tigers – in OT, Six right? in overtime yeah yep. i mean it was good for a point for telford but at the same time so this Raiders is going um, into that
0: um i was gonna say this is sounds like the kids are wanting to get on a get on camera in the background <laughs> from you the barking yeah. kid yeah
1: yeah for <laughs> kids i think it's actually next door's dog so
0: but uh I mean, I was fortunate enough to be able to watch the highlights from the Tef- Telford-Sheffield game just because it was filmed yeah. in uh, Telford. I was also fortunate enough to watch the highlights from the Romford. Or Romford. I, I see the R and I think of Romford still. <laughs> but the Raiders uh, yeah. versus uh, Telford. And that, I mean, that setup goal to win it was.
1: Yeah. It I mean, I, really I, I haven't seen those highlights yet and I will have to get on to watch it. But who was it that picked up the winner? Uh oh, Ben Solder. Yeah. I mean, he that was his second goal of the night. Yeah. Looking at this. Um, yep. Set up by, yeah, Harry Gulliver and Zach Sullivan. I mean, Sullivan is an elite uh, D-man. Yeah, he's really good anyway. But Harry Gulliver, he's a youngster. He's put, you know, he picked up a goal and three assists yeah. in that game. He's really making a, yeah, you know, he's really putting his name in the hat for next season. And I will be shocked if Sean Easton hasn't got him sewn up for next season. It,
2: yeah. I,
0: I, after this, if you get a chance, definitely watch those highlights. I mean, yeah. Uh, London's really coming on. I mean, like, just. Yeah, And I think I also saw another highlight from another game that they played this weekend. But, I mean, their team seems to finally be gelling. It's sad that it's like mm-hmm. this the last week and a half that they've come together. But at least they're coming together and they're ready for next season that's uh, quickly approaching.
1: Absolutely. And, again, this is a kind of thing where six weeks from the beginning of the season, if they do the same thing again, it takes them a few weeks to get started. Yeah. That means they're going to be going by mid-November. They've still got more than half of the season left. So that could be good. I mean, when you look at the league table, it shows they finished in last place, but they didn't... Yeah, they weren't left pointless. They weren't... Yeah, yeah I mean, I've, we've seen teams playing at yeah, national division level, EPL level, who have finished the season on zero points yeah. before. Yeah, they just got hammered every which way and Sunday. And the Raiders haven't. They've given a good account of themselves. They've played hard and they've played... Yeah, you know, they've been present for the whole 60, in some cases 65 minutes yeah. of every game. So yeah, I think mean, it says a lot of good things for the Raiders next season.
0: Now, as far as Telford, though, I mean, like I said, it they had such a good run going. They were right there. Their hand was their hand was on the cup as much as Sheffield's hand was yeah, on the cup. Yeah, absolutely. And Kind of like one of those contests. Contest: uh, if you take your hand off the car, you're gonna lose. You're knocked out.
1: Yeah, Man. I mean, it's they're like a boxer with the yeah. They they the results make them look like a boxer that had a glass jaw. Yeah, sure, they're punching hard, but as soon as they get punched back, boom, straight down. Yeah, and this is what it looks like when you see the results: losing, you know, four three to Sheffield at home losing five two away in Sheffield, losing four one a couple of days later. Yeah, they've then had a couple of days they've come back and they've beaten um the Bees 4-3 in overtime and no offense to the Bees as a team but they're not in the same they're not at the same level as Telford.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that could have been a much bigger score and I mean it went to penalties in the end. Yep. yep. Which you know not fantastic. Um and then they come back to face Sheffield a few days after that and boom, four seven, lose yep. by three. The first two periods were really, really close. And to be fair, they didn't give up fighting, but oh no. They were done. And then they and then the last game, it's like, well, you know, we'll do what we can, but we're not gonna put ourselves at injury, which to be fair, it's a dead rubber game at the end of the yeah. season yep. against the team. They're not it's not gonna make a difference one way or the other. Exactly. But you look at the results, you got this big long streak of red. Yeah. It's not good.
0: But yeah, that game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hopefully they'll pick it up. Hopefully they'll take that and use it as fuel for next season, in which case I could see them sewing the league up by Christmas.
0: Billy, uh, Glenn's going to be going back to uh, Peterborough, though, right? Er
1: As far as I know, I've not heard anything to the contrary. Gotcha. So, it'd be good to have him back. I think he's enjoyed his time here. And so, it'd be good to get him back and playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Saturday, um, Raiders 6, Tigers 5. That was probably the shock result. The least shocking result from that weekend. Wildcats 9, Bees 3.
0: I'd say put a Band-Aid
1: on it, but... I think it's, yeah, I, I, that's that's a, that's a one point field dressing. That's not a band aid.
0: That was like watching the Flyers play the Rangers two games in a row.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> and again, I think we can go back and uh, <clears throat> when you look at it, I mean, going into the third period, they were eight one down, and in the last period, they scored two, they gave up one. But I mean, at one point, actually, they were 9 1 down and got two late goals, one at 51 53. Um, That was Josh Smith who scored it. And again, he's a regular in the B's team. He's going to be back next season, I would expect. And then Lewis Hook, ex Phantom, ex Belfast Giants. Yeah, or current Belfast Giants. Can't remember which. But either way, you know, he's an elite player. He's. Got to be knocking on the door for pulling on a GB shirt. Yep. In I mean, the future.
0: I know he's playing with Nottingham in the uh, Elite yeah. Series. But, you know, if you look at that game's shots, uh, yeah. B's, B's shots versus uh, Swindon shots. Yeah. Without looking at the score, you yeah. would think, oh, this was a close game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you would expect there to be. You'd expect that to be close, and to be honest, when you take out Danny Milton's results, I mean, shipping three goals in just over two minutes. Yeah, um, you know, you take that, we're back to is Denzels. It looks like six three, so it's a two one two one two one game.
0: And I see that Milton, period. Milton didn't get that long in the
1: net. No, two minutes uh, in the first period does make me wonder if he was injured. But Adam Goss came back in, played the game. Yeah. I mean, he shipped um, a good few goals himself, but at the same time, shipping two, shipping three, shipping one in a period. At, with, at this level of hockey, it's not terrible. Yeah. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Yeah. But Rennie Mar again, 96 points, well, essentially 96.8 save percent in that game. Yeah, and he came out with more than half the period to go. They put Michael Crisp in, the backup, give him some time. And, you know, I mean, even he, you know, shipped two out of six shots. But I wouldn't be overly upset by that. No. The guy that's come in, he's gone in cold with 10 minutes left. And he's still, I think if you'd given him a bit longer, given him time to get warmed up and get put into the game... I think his save percentage would have been better.
0: Yeah, I'd have to say so.
1: But, yeah, that said, that's a you 9-3. Know, that's still a damn good result for the Wildcats.
0: And, I mean, it could have gone worse. I mean, there's only four power play goals. Everything else was the even strength. So that says a lot yeah. about um, uh, Bracknell, too. I mean, their special teams on I the penalty kill was – I mean – you got two for high stick, two for hook, two for slash. Then you have a two plus two checking, um, yeah. And then you have a ten minute from the same player, same time. So I mean,
1: yeah, two plus two plus, two ten. plus ten,
0: and then a couple more people in the end just can stay out of the box. But I mean,
1: yeah. The- well, yeah, I mean it was a two plus ten for check to the head followed by a two-minute unsportsmanlike conduct a few seconds later. So, I mean, you're giving up a five-on-three power play right there. Yep. Uh, Kind of unfortunate, but...
0: If you can't score on a five-on-three, then... I'm sorry, even an NHL team, if you're struggling on a five-on-three and you can't put the puck in the net...
1: Yeah, someone's getting fired. Yeah, yeah. At that level, yeah. Someone's definitely getting fired. (laughs) I'm... One thing I think Swindon do need to watch is their too many men calls because I think they've had a few of those. I know they had one against Bees, and I think they had at least one against Sheffield as well. So that I would put down as a coaching issue. Yeah. Yeah, you need to go on that one. Oh, no, they didn't have too many men. It was holding the stick, a high sticking, and a goaltender interference. Nope. No, sorry, Swindon only had one slashing call. The referees put the whistle away that night.
2: Well, you know, for, for Swindon anyway. For
1: yeah, well, to be honest, I mean, oh, sorry, I was looking at Swindon Sheffield. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, the following day. But yeah, I mean, that those penalties, I think there's a fairly simple reason why Swindon had less penalties. In fact, no, they didn't. They actually had more. Yeah. In terms of individual penalties, yeah. I correct what I'm saying. <laughs> um because but yeah, they, I mean, actually they gave up a five on three as well. Yep. Look at those last ones. Two minutes for two minutes for uh Tim Ben. Yeah, fifteen twenty nine, and then six seconds later, delay of game.
0: Yep. So right there, that's just blazy hockey in a way. Yeah.
1: Mm. Ah well. But yeah, there you go. So that was the those Saturdays games going on to Sunday. Bees versus Raiders 4-3 regulation win for the Bees. Yep. Um again looking at the goals. You know, 2-1 at the end of the first to the Bees. They pick up two very quick goals a minute apart in the second and then it kind of stops at 4-1. Raiders come back with two goals in uh, 16 seconds in the third to bring it back to 4 3. Uh, yeah, they pulled the netminder towards the end. Ethan James, yeah, had a reasonable game. Um, facing what, 29, 35 shots, shipped four out of that, which isn't fantastic. Yeah. Then Adam Goss shipped um, three out of 23 shots. Yeah. So, yeah, not dim. But what that says to me is they weren't just chucking the puck on net; they were actually working for good scoring chances. Yep. Looking at those numbers, or they were just chucking on net, didn't get much in, and both goalies had a mare. But I think it's more that, you know, the actual shots were good scoring chances yeah. rather than just. <laughs>
0: and, and if correct, I believe um, they have highlights from that game too. Um... Yeah.
1: Again, I'm going to have to go and check those out because that'd be worth watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean you've got um two roughing calls at fifty-three thirty-nine, which I'm quite amazed on that one, because you've got a roughing call um
0: on and, and, and off, off
1: which surprises me. Roughing against Kieran Long, which I'm not quite so surprised at, and then a roughing against JJ Pitchley for the Raiders again that I'm not so surprised about but a roughing call on Antonov that's not that's really not his style so that's curious I think I'd like to see the highlights of that one see what actually happened
0: I think it was a hit Um, I think he just got frustrated towards the end
1: yeah fair enough I mean it's not the bees haven't had a fantastic tournament I mean he's had a fantastic tournament (laughs)
0: So I'm not sure if it was that game, or hold on. Okay, it had to be that game. Um, yeah, Lewis Hook had a goal that just he all he did is he walked right out in front of the net, dipsy doodled. It looked like he was gonna go for the pass and just pops it in the back of the net. And yeah, it, 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 he made it look so easy that I mean, I'm not gonna lie. He's put a few past me.
2: <laughs>
1: I, yeah. I mean, to be fair to Lewis Hook, I mean, like, like we said before, he is knocking on the door of a GB call-up. Yeah. So for him to put shots past you is not a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I'd be more concerned if he wasn't able to put shots past you.
0: I, I've had a like you ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: the stops... I mean, let's face it. You're, you're a tall guy. You're in goal. Worst case scenario, you throw disco shapes, you're going to stop some at random.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's how it worked for me anyway. I don't know anyone else. <laughs> the old- I mean, there, there is photographic evidence, literally, of me throwing a disco shape and making a save. <laughs> oh, God. Dancing goalies, dancing goalie in a game. Oh. Had nothing to do with me loo- losing my balance and trying to stop myself falling over on his gov. <laughs> God.
0: I only started dancing when they played the music in between puck drops. I did yeah. that on and off
1: the ice, so... But, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Let's, let's go on to Sunday's. Um, let's go on to the other game on Sunday. Um, Steel Dogs versus Wildcats. 5-4 win. It's the one that finally gave um, Sheffield the 100% record. And I have to be honest, early doors. Uh, Wildcats leading 2-1 at the end of the first. I was beginning to get a bit concerned. I... It did look, certainly, even up until the end of the second, it looked very much like the Wildcats could have pulled off a, a result there. Yeah. And it was one of the things that... Um, <coughs> pardon me. <laughs> it was one of the things Aaron Nell said to the press afterwards that he felt Swindon should have gotten more out of that game. They deserved... To- <clears throat> they deserve something out of that game. And certainly for two periods, I'd agree with him. Um, yeah, it was three all at the end of the second.
0: So do you think that would have been a bigger upset or that would have been the upset of the weekend other than rather than uh, Ron- or uh, London beating uh, Telford?
1: Um, I think if Swindon could have taken, could have sport that 100% record, I think that would have been the bigger result. It wouldn't have been an upset like Raiders versus Telford, that was a genuine upset. Yeah. Especially if you live in Tropshire. Um, This would have been a, a big result, and it would yeah. have said something. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think Swindon, they gave a good account of themselves. I mean, they kept it level through 40 minutes of play. Although the shot count doesn't well, I mean the shot count it was 3940.
0: Well, I, I'm looking so, at who's I'm looking at who scored the last two goals. Palm Pekoshti.
1: And no, uh, I mean for the
0: for Sheffield. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, I mean Liam Kirk. There's okay, let's not beat around the bush. That first one, um, in less than two minutes into the third, that one was down to Quite simply, I will lay that one at the feet of Sam Godfrey. Slashing a Sheffield player when you know when you've got Kirk on the ice, you give him the puck and he just went coast to coast with it on delayed penalty and just put it away.
2: Yeah.
1: There wasn't even. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's down to zero penalty minutes. It was a delayed penalty goal. But I mean, if you give you give someone who is pushing for an AHL spot, the puck, on a delayed penalty where he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. Sorry, that's your own fault. Yeah. The last goal, you know, that one, Johnny Phillips and Liam Kirk, that that felt like a bit of an insurance marker on it. It put Sheffield up by two. But, again, you look at the shot count, i um, Swindon outshot Sheffield in that last period, twelve fifteen.
0: Oh yeah, I can yeah.
1: So yeah, they were they were throwing everything at it, and it's honest, blank. Um, Pecoshti's goal. I mean, that was that was coast to coast, and it was it was a thing of beauty to watch.
0: Oh, I I wish I could have seen that. That I mean, because the next question I'm going to ask you is based off of Sheffield's accomplishments over all this yeah so take liam kirk out of the sheffield factor does sheffield wind up 12 and 0 no would they have gotten the cup or would have been more of a
1: i think it would have gone down to the last game i think they would have still won it um even if you take kirk out and some of the goals he scored would have been scored by someone else yeah yeah there wouldn't have been quite the blowout but i think they would have still been in contention for the cup until the last minute of the last game and it would come down to results either way um that said um who would have been their actual i mean it would have been a three-way it would have been a three-way tie between swindon telford and sheffield Without a doubt, it would have been a much more of a three-way game. But that said, I put the, I put a question like this to Ali Cree, who's one of the co-owners of the Steel Dogs. Yeah. And his response came back that it was very much a team effort and that the elite guys that were coming in made themselves part of the team. They didn't hold themselves separate. They didn't um, kind of give it the whole, we're elite, you listen to us they were actively sharing their knowledge. They were sharing tips with the younger players. And when you look at guys like um, Charlie Thompson, um, Jonathan Kirk, for example, I mean, he's still young, he's still learning, but guys like um, Alex Graham as well. I mean, he was one plus one for that game. And, Um. These are kids that are learning new stuff all the time. And I will look, you know, when you look at the um, Swindon lineup, their team is mostly older and experienced guys, but those elite players are still feeding back into the rest of the team. Yeah. Uh, I think Telford is another one who I think are doing it right. They brought some big name players in, but they're giving them younger players a lot of time on the ice letting the younger players come through and really get some experience from this
2: That's cool Going
1: going back to Sheffield, I think yeah, you can take Kirk out I think they would have probably dropped a few games I still think they would have won the Cup They would have dropped I mean, some of those games against Telford and maybe one of the games against Swindon would have gone the other way
0: I I, I could see that Um, I think think without Liam this weekend they probably would have uh, I, I don't see them coming back against Swindon um yeah and then as far as Telford i think the two games were they're somewhat close to together i think uh telford would have had at least one of those games
1: yeah i'm i'm i mean we predicted at the time it would be a split series yeah i think you're right it would have been a split series but ultimately the best team won yep and i think this with Swindon and Telford as well they play as teams um raiders play as a team they don't play as a group of individuals which i think is possibly something you can lay at the door of bracknell yeah sorry bees actually, <laughs> because they're not in bracknell anymore slough bees um i mean joking aside though it's it's you know what if you know what if your uncle was an you know what if your uncle bob was uh, Called Jane, Chibin being on. Yeah, you. Yeah. There's so many different ways of looking at it, but yeah, one of the, it's one of those interesting ones. Exactly. Ooh. So, twelve from twelve, though. That that's never going to happen again. No, no. I mean, seeing um, these seeing these groups of players together, uh, seeing the players within these teams, that's not going to happen again.
0: So, on so, those notes. We're closing this chapter of the NIHL, and we're going to briefly go into the uh, Elite League here in a minute. Yeah. Any, any closing, closing notes on this tournament?
1: I think there's been a lot of successes for this, not just um, for Sheffield, yeah, for the whole league. Um, for example, the streaming of games. Yeah, in the uh, streaming series that was done before Christmas, it was a bit of a novelty. Only, two, only really one of the teams taking part at that point had any real experience streaming, and that was Milton Keynes. Yeah. Before that, the only two teams that had a solid streaming reputation were Milton Keynes and Peaceborough. Yeah. I think with these teams going forwards, they have this experience of streaming now. They've seen that there's money there. I mean, there will still be some of the old arguments of, uh, but that will stop people turning up. And sorry, the experience of Peaceborough and the experience of Milton Keynes is, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Because the people you end up selling to are the away fans who wouldn't have traveled anyway. It,
0: and I mean, if you look at it, even with any kind of sporting event, I mean, look at footy over there. Just because it's on TV, it doesn't stop fans yeah. from... Um, it's it's just a different kind of feeling some people want to yeah more comfortable in in their own home versus having that live live uh crowd feeling i mean yeah i mean i only live eight minutes from the pnc arena but it's killing me knowing that the prices that they're charging right now to go to the games yeah versus the the experience that you would get now versus what you've had in the past um yeah, I'd rather sit at home in the comfort of my own place and not have any kind of restrictions. Versus, yeah. Hey, yeah,
1: I I get that, and to be honest, to an extent, I agree. A big draw of going to a game is being sat with your friends, being sat with your buddies,
0: being sat with strangers that that become
1: yeah. But they're all people move going to a common cause. They're all in your case, they're all Kane's fans. Yeah. In my case, it'd be Phantoms fans or Steel Dogs fans or whatever, but they're all hockey fans and they're all cheering for their team, and you you get completely drawn up in the moment. It's fantastic. Yeah. But if you've only got say twenty five percent attendance, and you've got to be two meters one way, two meters you start feeling self conscious because you know what? you're on your own and you're noticeable and like you know.
0: Oh, I love being noticed.
1: Oh, well done. Well <laughs> done. That, that was good. Bravo. <laughs> it, and that's really? what I've you like being noticed. Um I I don't know why I would have got that impression when you would walk around the rink dressed as bacon or pizza.
0: Yeah, I'm more than just a, Trojan. I'm more than just a piece of meat, Dan. I got feelings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes bread and tomato and cheese as well. But yeah. Yeah. exactly. A man of many talents. <laughs>
0: but I mean that so, yeah, so for those I think,
1: I oh think... go ahead. Yeah, sorry. So for the teams, I think probably the biggest takeaway is streaming is good and you should do it more often. Um, For the players, I think the ones that will be staying in the national division will have gotten a lot from playing alongside some fantastic players. Mm -hmm. Not just that, but when those players go back to the Elite League and their coach is going, yeah, we really could do with someone uh, just to fill in that fourth-line spot. Yeah. Those players are going to go, well, I played along. I played alongside this guy from National Division. He'd probably do a good job. Why don't you have a chat with the coach, see if you can borrow him for a game? Yep. Oh, yeah, go on then. And yep. then he fits. Yeah, and then this young kid is coming into a locker room where he already knows a couple of people. Yep. And that experience, then it goes back. And, um, yeah, it's, it's learning by osmosis because, you know, you will get better by playing with better people. Yep. To an extent, I still think you'd get more out of having a proper development coach, but without one of those, if you've got the opportunity to train and play alongside better players, you will get better.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. And going from that into our next uh, real brief, uh, we don't have to go into too much on this. Um, I did listen to a few of the uh, uh, videos on – uh, Twitter for some of the elite players. Um, the one thing I got out of it is they're just glad to be back on the ice. A lot of them, a lot of the accents I did recognize as both American and, uh, Canadian, yep. um, <laughs> uh, from what, one of the, uh, I think it was from a, uh, uh Nottingham cause they're playing in the bubble. All, everything's going to be played out of Nottingham if I'm correct.
1: Yes. Which okay. makes, to be honest, I think that makes a lot of sense. yeah you've got players they're not having to travel too far yeah they're all playing in one arena yeah you can make those spaces safe
0: and a lot of the players have already that are flying in either whether it's from europe or over from this side of the uh uh, pond they're saying that the city is a great city i i as an american can say i enjoyed my time when i did go to nottingham i always had a good time even going to sheffield yeah. i always enjoyed the nightlife there i didn't remember yeah. too much of it on some trips but minor detail uh, exactly no, I yeah. remember, I mean, I,
1: just going to be social in nottingham is a, it's a good day yeah. i mean it's only an hour and a half from here so it's like it's virtually next door it's it's a couple flights for me but yeah. well you know i mean i, I live in england so you yeah, know I mean, there's nowhere particularly far away yeah but Nottingham, it's just A1, A52, and I'm there. Yeah. You know, it's a couple of, you know, maybe one or two junctions and I'm I'm done.
0: Yeah. Um, so what's your your take on this uh, bubble series coming up? Uh, again, just real oh. quick, just to get into it.
1: I think the prices are a little bit higher, which I'm not overly keen on, but then, yeah, and it is only four teams, but at the same time, it's four teams out of one arena. It's hockey, and it's going to be hockey at a good level. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it.
0: I'm hoping to be able to catch I mean, actual some games on this side via however I can get to it, because I know they're more televised than um, Mo- yeah. uh, than the NIHL, so I might be able to catch a free stream somewhere on it.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be quite selective with which games I watch. I'm hoping um to you know i probably i won't pick any games up this weekend some visiting family um family's important but hockey's important dan yeah i know but you know what can you do but i mean that said the weeks after when we've got the um i think probably 10th of april is one that i'll definitely be looking forward to That's sheffield nottingham yeah that'd be good um Coventry, Nottingham as well could be quite good. I mean, things, all these teams, they've been able to pull in the best British players and they've got them available. Yeah, They've got some decent quality players from North America and from Europe. So yep. it's going to be good hockey. The, I uh, think the first few games might be a little bit rough and ready as players get into their stride because you know, it doesn't matter how much you train, it's not a game. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, the the interviews I did watch, one of them was uh, Lewis Hooks interview. Um, He was complimenting that, yeah, it's really good to be back on the ice uh, putting a Nottingham sweater on. Uh, So let's just run over the teams real quick for Americans that maybe listen to this. So you have Nottingham Panthers, you have Manchester Storm, Sheffield Steel Dogs. Steelers. Or Steelers, my apologies. Yes. (laughs) Sheffield Steelers. And then you also have the Coventry Blades. Those are your four teams that are in this, folks. Um, and Dan and I know quite a few p- players on each team and also a couple of the coaches as well. Um, yep. As far as uh, I know uh, Dugan for Coventry, if I'm correct. Uh, yep. he, I, I watched a little bit of his uh, interview. Is he Canadian or is he American? Because I know he's not British.
1: Um, it's a weird one. Tom Duggan, I think he's actually, he's, he qualifies as British as he was British trained, as in he did more than a couple of years as a British junior. He, I think he might be Canadian born.
0: Okay. Because Uh, his uh, accent is definitely American. I mean, he, he does have a little bit of vowels in there that you can pick up on, but, um, he yeah. definitely sounded American. I also watched uh, uh, David Clark's son. Um, he yeah. had a little bit of a
1: Morgan Clark it, pizzo.
0: Yep, yep. Um, he yeah,
1: uh, he he's been playing in the states for this yeah. last year or so. So last few years. So yeah, he he will have picked up a twang.
0: Yeah, he he basically said, you know, I'm not my dad. I I listen to him, but I basically do what I want, kind of thing. Uh, I'm not the same yeah. style of player as he is. No. So.
1: <laughs> I remember seeing um, Morgan in juniors, and yeah, he he was still a good player even then. I mean, you can see he's he will skip through the national division. He won't play national. He will go straight to elite. Yeah. He'll come back from North America. He will go elite, and a lot of people will think he's doing it on the basis of his name. No. Oh
2: no, I, I've no, even seen you, the kid.
1: If you get to watch, if you get to watch any of these games, watch for him. He will do it off his. He will be doing it on his own effort.
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen him playing games, but uh, benefit of when I was living over there, going down to the rink, and if with uh David being from P- uh, Peterborough, um, yeah, every now and then you'd see him and his son out there, or just his son out there for pickup. I, I believe he's come out a few times skidded with a couple of us adult leagues even just to get some ice time in
1: yeah i mean probably shouldn't have done but at the um, same time though i mean again it's down to this thing you're playing against adult players yeah he's used to being around guys that are bigger than him yep. that are stronger than him and faster than him so he finds a way around it
0: and then the other one i listened to was the goalie for manchester um I believe yeah, he's Canadian. Baller. Yeah, I believe he's. I'm, I'm not seen that
1: one yet, but yeah, I need to. Look and
0: to look at and all all he was saying is uh one he's trying to get used to the uh, time change and everything. Um, that he's glad <laughs> yeah. that he's glad he's got about four days from when the interview was taken. Um, but he was like, you know, the biggest differences is the angles, um, with the uh, North American pad versus the European pad um mm. and then he also says that he has a lot more time which i mean i can relate i've played on motorpoint um just as i'm sure you have as well as a few other mm. olympic style pads you do have a little bit more time and you have a lot more room when yeah. it comes to behind the boards as well as the boards beside you there's a lot more room so
1: yeah no i quite agree now i'm looking forward to this
0: it Yeah, um, I'm going to try to stay on top of it as much as I can. Um, just to let you all know, I did get a new job. Um, I do start in a couple of weeks, so I don't know what my times are going to be. Um, I'll be, I'll stay in contact and let you know, Dan.
1: Yeah, no um, worries. Yeah, congratulations on that, by the way.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you um, mentioned
1: it the other day. That's good we'll effort, know. especially in this climate, in this. Yeah, the way the economy is now, if you're able to pick up a new job now, that is, yeah, that's worth it. That's good stuff.
0: That's all about confidence. You walk in there, don't act like you own the place, but know that it doesn't matter what kind of job it is as long as you're confident and show potential.
1: Those yeah. No, it's good stuff.
0: So any last notes?
1: No, actually. <laughs> just thinking about it. I was just going through in my head. What have I got to say? Have I got anything left to say? No, I don't. Let's just see how these games pan out. I'll be interested and see how they go. Exactly. Um that first one though on the Saturday, um nineteen hundred hours GMT, so about two PM East Coast. Yeah. Nottingham versus Sheffield, that is one if you if anyone over there has got the time, if they're not doing anything Saturday afternoon, and they've got the twenty odd dollars available to stream that game, that's the one to pick up.
2: Oh god, yeah. That's
1: yeah, you got two teams that know there's rivalry. You got players that have just come into the team, but they will—they all will know about that rivalry and they will play it like it's a Derby game. So for
0: the, the ones on my side of the pond, listen to this, their rivalry is kind of like Islanders-Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Montreal-Toronto, uh, Philadelphia-Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those games where they don't live that far from each other. They're only a hop and a skip. And they've yeah. been playing each other year in and year out since the league started.
1: Absolutely, so. yeah. I mean, they're less than an hour away from each other. Yeah, so it's like their neighbors.
0: <laughs> yeah, knocking on each other's doors, but not for the right reasons.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So. Just knocking and running away.
0: <laughs> uh, ding dong ditch. Exactly. So, well, um. I, I first want to admit it was a great uh, few weeks uh, talking to hockey especially over in the uk um yeah it's good to see that over in the uk oh, um, it's
1: been great being able to watch some hockey over there as well <laughs> exactly yeah. um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to um the next season now I, which touchwood will be september yes
0: and i'm going to try to do as much as i can maybe uh Hopefully, I'm, I'm trying to get in touch with a bunch of other players other than just phantom players. Um, yeah. I reach out to those guys just because it's a comfort zone for me. And those players know me just as much as I know them, um, yeah. minus the new players over the last couple of years. But, I mean, I'm sure they know me just via stories, just like <laughs> they know. I mean.
1: Yeah, I, some, of, some of them are even repeatable stories.
0: Yes. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um but uh best of luck for all those in the elite series um i'm definitely looking forward to uh talking about those talking hot more hockey with dan uh but other than that i'm going to try to reach out to all the teams that just participated in the uh first spring cup see if i can get at least one or at least one of the players or the coaches or someone from the team to actually come on the show so if you're listening to this and know of anybody that may be interested, reach out to them, let them know about this show. Uh, Maybe Dan and I can both interview or um, if they just have time for a quick 10, 15 minutes, I'd be more than happy to do it. Um, So on that note, I know I've already asked for this, Dan, any kind
1: of closing comments? Um, No, no. I think just congratulations to Sheffield Steel Dogs. You know, 12 from 12 is an incredible achievement. Um, congratulations and well, commiserations and congratulations at the same time as well to Telford and Swindon. Yeah. You know, those guys had really good results as well. Yeah. You know, maybe it wasn't the way it want, they wanted it to go, but they still achieved a lot. And again, Bracknell and Raiders, you know, to the bees and Raiders guys, well done because none of them quit. Yeah. None of them looked at where they were and went, yeah, you know what? We're just going to turn up for the paycheck. You know, and the only checking involved was a back check and a four check. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't there for the paycheck.
0: Exactly. And I'm just going to piggyback off of Dan and say congratulations to all the teams. Um, hockey well-deserved. Um, shows that there's a bright future for a lot of players, as well as the teams moving forward with all this. Um, let's see how the elite league uh, runs theirs. So until next time, uh, this is uh, Jeff and Dan on what the puck's uh, brought to you by Game On Sports Podcast for everyone. Um, this is a Hockey Tea Time Chat. So if you're listening to us either uh, in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, or at night before you go to bed, I want to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And again, if you're listening to us, trying to fall asleep. Sorry. I, I, hey, thank you. <laughs> so. <laughs> Until next time, this is Dan and Jeff. Good night.